Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And we're here to talk about dads. It's dad day. It's Father's Day here in the States. And uh, we have a podcast coming out today. So we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly dads. Yes. Uh, We got a nice little list here for you. Yeah, but up first we're going to do our usual banter and then a little bit of news. Yeah, why don't you take it off there, best boy Dan? Uh, so I'm not going to talk about anime at all in the beginning of this anime Blasphemy. podcast. Uh, because Overruled. I have actually taken some time to catch up on some, some human shows. What are those? Um... Is that like anime, but with people instead of drawings? Yes, exactly. It's super wild. Um, But I have, like, caught up on a whole bunch of shows. I'm caught up on Stranger Things, um, The Boys. I just caught up on, watched the first episode of Miss Marvel. Um, What was the other one? Um, I'm watching Shorzy right now. Oh, Obi-Wan, yeah. Um, But, yeah, there's a lot of good television happening right now mm-hmm. um have you watched any of those shows best boy justin i uh, am watching obi-wan yes. um stranger things i haven't watched since season one because there's <laughs> i have a tragic story that i won't go into on the podcast <laughs> that's but, fair um but yeah i think that out of that list the only stranger one stranger things is... killed best boy justin's entire family i mean damn near damn near <laughs> no um yeah i'm watching obi-wan obi-wan is really good i'm like one episode behind but i'm really enjoying it yeah, there was some wild stuff that happened on that show. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I never, you know, listen, uh, there's a lot of fan theories about what happened between those two movies. I never thought Obi-Wan would get a job in a strip club at, on Tatooine. That was yeah, just, and listen. and that they would actually get Ewan McGregor to do the full Magic Mike. Well, I mean, that part I feel like is less surprising. For me, it's, it's Obi-Wan's character who I don't expect to be... Uh, 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 stripping on tattoos. Well, he got addicted to spice and, you know, it just went down the dark side. Yeah, it was all downhill from there. (laughs) Uh, But no, Obi-Wan is really good. I like it a lot. Yeah. um, But yeah, I would recommend all of those shows with asterisks, like, especially for the boys. The um, Which is, like, a very, like, dark, real gritty take on uh, superheroes. Very gory, very graphic, very seinen. Mm-hmm. This is hard R, um, just for, for violence and, and gore. Um, but it, it's it's a wild ride. It's a really good story, too. Excellent. Um, but yeah, uh, those, those are my human recommendations. Excellent. We'll have to keep those in mind. Um, I guess for my section, you know, it's time for another installation of The Pact. (gasps) Yes, that's right. I finished watching Skate the Infinity. It was really good. Um, yeah. You know, it was a cute little skateboarding show. Do you want to give, like, uh, a little, like, synopsis for, for the peeps out there? I mean, I guess, yeah. It's basically, it's a show about this kid who, I guess he grew up in Canada before he moved back to Japan after his dad died. And he used to be, like, he had been snowboarding since he was, like, two years old, which... First of all, we need to talk. That's too young. <laughs> Do not take your two-year-old snowboarding. I mean, yeah. For, I don't think they make snowboards that small. <laughs> anyway, um, but basically, he's like all bummed out because his dad's dead, and he's like, "I'm not going to do this anymore." But then he discovers skateboarding, and he's like, "Oh, this is like snowboarding, but you can do it anywhere." 
Um, so he gets like really good at skateboarding with his friend Recky, and they like they're involved in this like underground skateboard racing <laughs> I, yeah, challenge. Yeah, I love how ridiculous like the whole like underground like skateboarding world is. Yeah, like basically they have this like downhill, super dangerous, no holds barred skateboard race. Where, like, you bet things in these beefs, like yeah. skate beefs, and it's, like, it's really fucking, it's really cool, really They have ridiculous. just wild characters, too. Yeah, like, the first guy he skates against has, like, his face is, like, painted like he's uh, in Kiss. Yeah. His name is Shadow, uh, but in his day job, he works at a flower shop. Um, Shadow yeah. ends up having some of the most characters. He does, but too. they did the boy dirty on the last episode. <laughs> I was so mad about that. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it with any spoilers, but I was mad about how how they did Shadow in the last episode. Yeah. Um, I also think that show has a surprisingly strong villain. Very eccentric yeah. and over the top. But like, but also not entirely dislikable. Like you, don't, no. like, you don't hate him, but like you're like, this is the bad guy. But yeah. like, I don't hate him, you yeah. know? Um, and he's just like, he's despicable, but fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Race Skate the Infinity was good. Um, and, uh, it's time for you to choose your, uh, next anime for the pack. So what I've done here, um, you know, I've gathered a list of 20 shows that I think, uh, here's the criteria that I've used. They are shows that I have watched that I am pretty sure you haven't seen. If you have, we'll have you choose another one. Um, they're all shows that I think you might enjoy. Okay. Um, so I didn't put anything in here that I know you'll hate, and I didn't put anything in here that I haven't watched. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how it, that's how it went. That's a good baseline, I think. Yeah. So you can choose whichever one of my 20-sided dice you would like oh, to roll. Oh, 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 definitely the purple he one. He chose the purple and blue one for the record, and go ahead and roll. E- e- 15. Number 15, you're going to watch Ahiru no Sora. Oh, uh, the basketball Yeah, one. remember when we watched okay. the basketball animes and I got the one that I liked and you got the one you didn't? Okay, interesting. Well, now you can A watch the one that I like. anime. Now, here's the way that I think we, we had this running for the pact. Um, the maximum amount of, uh, like, you know, would be one season or up to 26 episodes. Yes. Um, I don't remember exactly how many episodes Ahiro no Sora is. I don't think it breaches that. I probably should have looked this up before. <laughs> 4,000 um, episodes. Uh, but whatever it is, um, okay. you know, up to 26 episodes or one season. Sure. Um, so enjoy. I think you'll have a lot, you'll have a lot of fun with this one. It's kind of like a different approach on a on a sports anime. Yeah, this will be an interesting one. Not not what I was expecting. Yeah, I honestly I, I kind of put that one on there, and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know if he'll choose it, but it might be interesting if he does get it. And lo and behold, you did in fact get it. All right. Um, so that's the next. Uh, um, I will, I, to be honest, like, I'm like, eh, in terms of, like, excitement, but I think that's part of the fun of, um, this, is that, like, it kind of forces you to watch a show that you know will be good. Right. But, like, you're maybe not in the mood for, but it just, it, like, forces you to. It gets you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So okay, I, so, yeah. I enjoy the pack. The first episode of, uh, the first season of Ahiro no Sora is 50 episodes, so you only have to watch the first 26. <laughs> okay. <I'll>, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I anticipate arc. you might enjoy it enough to watch the rest of them, but okay, for yeah. the purposes of this, the first 26 are all you're on the We'll see. For. I'm curious. Uh, were there any Gundam on that list? No, I, I purposely didn't put any Gundam on the list because I wanted you to kind of 
go you through Gundam at your own Gundam pace. My, yeah. <laughs> my own pace. I thought about putting Gundam the Origin on there, but I figure you'll probably watch that after you're done with Double Zero. Yeah, some that's point. that's really next on my list. Um, so yeah, that's it for the Pact. Uh, we've got your new assignment, and we look forward to having you check back in on it sometime soon. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we got into anime news was my own little pact with myself that Uh-oh. we talked about somewhat briefly, uh, I think like two episodes ago, but that is the summer of Shonen. Oh, it's not um, the dreamy, creamy summer? No, it's not the dreamy, creamy summer. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't identify with that. Um, but the summer of Shonen, I've been watching a lot of Shonen anime, um, because I just suddenly found myself in the mood for it. Uh, I am almost done with Black Clover. I have like three episodes left. Okay. Uh, and I really enjoyed it so far. Um, and I think it's probably not finished. There's probably going to be more coming out. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, but I did, what I did do is I started, last night in fact, I started watching One Piece. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. I watched the first three episodes of One Piece. I figure I'll try to, I'm going to try to tackle the first two seasons of One Piece for this summer. I think that's a doable amount. That's like 60 oh, episodes. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to do that, and then maybe I might branch out and finish watching Bleach, I was thinking. Okay. Um, even though I know it probably doesn't get any better I'm from where I've left off on it. I'm definitely going to watch the new season. I watched the trailer for the new season, yeah. written, and it looks dope. Awesome. It's, like, super dark, and that art is, like, modern. I've always liked the kind of aesthetics of Bleach. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm excited. Like, the, you know, the whole black and white, like, Hakama robes and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I always thought they that was super cool. on that show. Yeah. So, I'm excited to pick it back up. I know the part that I'm going to pick it back up at is, like, kind of a slog story-wise, but I'm going to try to push through it. Um, you know where I left off is like where it's theoretically supposed to get good again. Okay, <laughs> excellent. So that's you know that's my summer of shonen. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be kind of keeping up with it. Um, I'm enjoying One Piece so far. I've only watched the first three episodes, but it's fun. It's got that kind of goofy, campy energy of like the beginning of like Dragon Ball or or Naruto. Did you ever watch Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watched the Yaksha. I don't think I finished it. I think I, I finished the... Um, as long as you finished the Dark Tournament. Yeah, I finished arc. the Dark Tournament, okay. and then I think half of the arc that comes after that, and yeah. then I stopped. You know what we should do is, like, if we really want to go back in time, is do, like, Legends of the Galactic Heroes, or... Yeah, that keeps coming up on my feed. Or, um... What's... Uh, Fist of the North Star. That I actually really want to watch Fist of the North yeah. Star. Because that's, like, that's the, like, history. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, formative in the history of shonen anime. So I think so. it'd be good to watch. Uh, it's just a matter I of might, finding it. Yeah, we should check it out sometime. We Maybe can. we'll do a Patreon series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's about it for me with, uh, with my banter for today. Uh, a lot of challenges. Um, but, you know, let us know what you think. Are, is there something I should in particular watch for the Summer of Shonen? What are your recommendations? Are you watching Obi-Wan? Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at, at bestboys underscore pod or send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com and let us know what you think. And with that being said, it's time for us to check in with Studio WEB for some anime news. <laughs> That's right, Best Buds. We got all the hot, steamy anime news for you. That's right. Um, up first, uh, the official account for Echiro Oda's One Piece manga. Lots of One Piece talk today. Yeah. 
uh, revealed that the manga will take a break for one month while Etra Oda prepares for the manga's 25th anniversary celebrations and for the manga's final saga. The manga will go on break from the 30th issue of Shuisei's Weekly Shonen Jump uh, on June 27th until the 33rd issue. The series will return uh, in the 34th issue of the magazine on July 25th. Oda stated in a comment that several months ago, several people warned him that the summer would be very tough due to the One Piece uh, film Red opening in theaters, the manga's 25th anniversary in July, and his plans to go to Africa to oversee the filming of the live-action Netflix series and the ending of the Wano arc, uh, Wano country arc all coinciding. Um, quick side tangent, I saw a clip on YouTube of like a set walkthrough mm -hmm. for the set for One Piece. Yeah. Um holy crap. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, they built like they're filming in uh South Africa and they built like boats. Mm -hmm. Like they built the boats. Like pirate boats? Yeah. Um so at least the set looks really cool. So Okay. I mean it's a Netflix live action, so I <laughs> So we're going to be disappointed. <laughs> yes, but you know, the sets will be cool. Um, so those people suggested that Oda take a break for a month because he had a lot going on. Yeah. Um, at first he was against it, but he said he came around to it, uh, because he needed some time for preparation. And so he is taking a break. Oda has added, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, he has been unable to go to Africa. Uh, Weekly Shonen Jump has teased that in August 2020, that One Piece was headed towards the upcoming final saga. The manga is currently closing the finale of the Wayno Country arc. Um, so, I, a couple of interesting things. I Oda has, like, notoriously, I think, taken, like, maybe two or three breaks mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Before this. Well, I mean, with how much he's put out. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, one was, like, when he went to the hospital. <laughs> and then, like, two other times were just, like, you know, I, one was for health as well. But, like, this man works an insane amount. So he for does. him to take a break is legitimately news. Um, but it's also wild to me that, like, it's also for him to gear up to tell the end of this massive story yeah well i mean it's gonna be i'm sure it's gonna be big and it's gonna be a lot of work so having a little bit of break beforehand is probably yeah. gonna be for the best for him i think yeah and probably the best for the content too yeah. i guess it makes you wonder like what's gonna be what's up for him next after this you know is he gonna yeah right is this gonna be his last thing because like this could easily he could easily never do another anime or manga again Son and of still Luffy. be a fucking legend you know <laughs> two piece i hope they don't borrow this <laughs> just do a boruto i hope they don't two piece this. oh god two piece um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's, uh, good for, good for him. Good for Oda-sensei. Um, as far as my news is concerned, I actually, for some reason, your story reminded me of another story that I read but forgot to put on the outline. So real quick, I'm just going to mention that We'll I do read, it live. We're, do, we're gonna do it live. Um, I had read that actually, um, yeah, the, you know how the, the manga, uh, creator who made Berserk died. Yes. Um, oh, they're continuing They're it. going to continue it with his, with like his lead assistant is going to be taking over under the situ under the supervision of their, uh, longtime editor. Um, so I think that's interesting. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to have, you know, criticisms and thoughts about that. Um, who would you rather have do it though? Well, a lot of people are of the opinion that it should just not, it should just not continue. Um, 
Yeah. Which there's, I think there's an argument to be made for that. Um, it, you can't say, you know, in a situation like this, there's no way to tell, like, what would the author have wanted if they didn't leave their yeah. wishes behind? They should it's, probably just leave, like, detailed notes about yeah. what to do. Th- this isn't like, you know, with Franz Kafka saying, like, after I die, burn all of my work, don't ever release it, and then they just didn't. Um, this is more of a situation like, you know, you don't really know what the, what the, the author would have wanted, and... Um, you know, I think that there are going to be some valid criticisms of them for doing this, but at the end of the day, that's how they decided to move forward with the series. And I think, you know, it might be, it could end up being good for a lot of people who were looking forward to seeing the conclusion of this story, you know, it'll be nice for them to have a conclusion. And then like, I think at the same time, people just need to like step back and, you know, if they're doing it, you know, regardless, like just go you know, this is the stuff that he made originally. This yeah. is the stuff they made afterwards. And and not have that impact yeah. you know, their feelings about the original content. And I mean, if you, don't, if you don't agree with their decision to continue the manga, you don't have to read it. You know, you can yeah. just stop. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that real quick. It was on my mind when I, for some reason, it, it came to me when you were reading that story. Um, but first up in my actual bit of news that's on the outline for today, um, the new television adaptation of Urusei Yatsura has revealed an October premiere along with a trailer, key visual, and additional cast info. Uh, adapted from Rumiko Takahashi's romantic comedy manga series, Urusei Yatsura follows a high school boy named Ataru Moroboshi who is selected as the human player in a game of tag instigated by aliens known as Oni. Uh, If Ataru can successfully touch the horns of Lum, the daughter of the invasion's leader, the aliens will let humanity go free. Uh, The new anime adaptation will run for four cores and adapt selected stories from the original manga. Hiroshi Kamiya and Sumire Uesaka star as Ataru and Lum. Maya Uchida and Mamoru Miyano have also joined the cast as Shinobu Miyake and Shutaro Mendo. Um, I think this is interesting... Yeah, this is really cool because there was a lot of uh, speculation going around when they said there was going to be a new um, Urusei Yatsura anime about whether it was going to be a reboot or whether it was going to be a sequel. It is going to be a reboot, so it is going to be completely, you know, retelling of the story, which is going to be interesting because I've actually never seen the original. The animation um, looks nice. Do we the, know who's doing it? The animation does look nice. I didn't see who's doing it. Um, while you look that up, I'll talk about it a little bit more. Um, I, cause I am familiar with the character of Lum. I've seen Lum around on the internet. You, you know, she's a fairly common, um, figure used in memes and stuff like that. So I, I am aware of the anime, but I never watched it. I know best person Kat, um, really likes this show. So I'm curious to see what her reaction to it will be. Um, uh, but I'm kind of excited to see this, uh, this, this older kind of staple of anime history, come back um, as a remake and kind of see how they're going to readapt it for a modern audience. Um, and it's also going to be interesting to be watching the reboot for my first experience of the show. It comes from David Production Anime, uh, who you might know from doing a little thing called Cells at Work. Oh! That Not Enough for You? No, about it's not. Fire Force. Oh! That Not Enough for You? This it one does be. not particular to you, but other people will be psyched about it, and you'll enjoy the animation aspect of it. Mm. JoJo. Oh, yeah. Well, I've never I've never hated the animation in JoJo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, actually a pretty great studio to be bringing this to life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is going to be good. Um, next up, we have an announcement from Netflix, which has released uh, the first trailer for Cyberpunk Edgerunners. 
uh, an anime collaboration with Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red, and Darling in the Franks' Studio Trigger. Um, the 10-episode series is slated to stream on Netflix from September 2022. It is set in a vast city where technology and body modification are commonplace. It follows a boy named Yuhei. From the difficulties and sacrifices that he experienced, he goes on to become a cyberpunk outlaw. Um, so I never played the game. I have thoughts. <laughs> I suspect that I might enjoy the anime more than I would enjoy the game. Just because like, I really do kind of like a cyberpunk setting, but the game didn't seem all that interesting to me. Okay, so the game was pretty good, but also I got I got got by that game. Yeah, I got into it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, <laughs> I like pre-ordered it. I like played it. It was buggy as hell. Yeah, um, yeah. It it just it was not what was promised. Uh, though the world is super cool, so uh, you know I think Trigger will do a lot of really fun things with it. I'm yeah, just I mean, still pretty mad at CD Projekt Red for that one. The setting definitely seems like it's it's well within uh, Studio Trigger's wheelhouse. Like yeah. when we see things like you know Promare, Gurren Lagann, you know stuff like that. I think this will match up really well with their with their type of animation. Um, and the trailer looks good. I I think you know I think it'll be interesting at the very least. So I'm excited for it to come out. Yeah. Yep, yeah, and next up for my last little bit of news here, we have some crime news. It was revealed on June 6th that a group of individuals who decided to go on a wild ride inspired by the delinquent gangs portrayed in the Tokyo Revengers anime were in for a hard time as they were charged for the cops by uh, charged by the cops for breaking traffic rules. Uh, a group of 31 individuals aged between 16 and 20 had set out on a reckless drive on the National Highway 26 in Sakai City on June 6th of last year. The group, which included both boys and girls, rode 19 motorcycles at 2 a.m. Uh, 2.50 a.m., rather. Their convoy stretched for about a kilometer across several lanes of the highway. Um, they went to, uh, they ran a bunch of red lights, and they also committed several other acts of reckless driving. <sighs> the individuals were later identified and arrested as revealed by the Osaka Prefectural Police uh, this June 6th. They have been charged with suspicion of violating the road traffic law. Um, the group, which mainly consisted of high school students, have admitted to the charges, with some of them explaining they were in uh, influenced by the biker gangs in the Tokyo Revengers anime. According to the police, the accused had organized the whole ride through social media groups and other such means before actually meeting up. The individuals will be presented before the Sakai branch of the Osaka District Public Prosecutor's Office. This was, I saw this on Reddit, and I was like, no way. Um, I do suspect, okay, so here's the thing. I do suspect that maybe uh, they kind of had planned on this going in being a whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't Mikey necessarily made me do it. I don't necessarily buy them like spontaneously all being inspired to start a biker gang just because of this, you know, anime. Uh, but we're starting a biker gang just because of this anime, right? We are, but not them. We're adults. Yeah, you know, that's true. We're we're, but no, I think I I just I saw this. I was like, no way, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I have to talk about this. Um, don't do the things you see in anime. Guys, don't do that. Yeah, especially Tokyo Revengers. Yeah, not a good, like, maybe if you want to do the things you see in, like, cells at work and live healthy and, you know, not cells at work, Co-Black, the other no. one. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, I don't know, this is kind of funny. 
um, they'll probably get, you know... Actually, you know what is probably the healthiest... I'm just, like, I started thinking about what the healthiest anime to live in would be. Okay. Uh, do you have any thoughts? No, you can go first. Let me think. Uh, um, the muscle anime. Oh, how heavy oh, are the dumbbells you lift? Yeah, how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Yeah, because that one's just all about, like taking care of yourself and being healthy. What about Eurocamp? Go out yeah, and be in touch with nature. Eurocamp's pretty good, but you know? also, like, in reality, Eurocamp's, like, super dangerous. Like, just high school girls going camping yeah. by themselves in the woods. Maybe maybe less dangerous in Japan, but also still not entirely without danger. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't do not do the things you see in anime out there, best buds. Just Except uh, for, um, do ex- how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? I mean, yeah, do, also, do I guess things. maybe. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that you know, that's a thing that happened. Uh, they're probably all going to go, you know, go to jail, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, like, you might think of, like, oh, breaking traffic laws is, like, kind of, like, not a big deal. But in Japan, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, breaking laws in Japan in general. Is not like, a good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's about it for anime news this uh, this installment. Um, you know, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you uh, have you done any uh, any anime crimes? <laughs> Are you excited for yeah. actually? If you've please, done anime crimes, don't uh, please don't make us yeah, accomplices. Don't don't do that. Um, don't let it. Also, don't tell us if you're going to do anime crimes because that makes it premeditated. Um, are you excited for One Piece? Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod or send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. Uh, with that being said, it's time for us to take a nice deep dive into this week's meat and potatoes. Happy Father's Day! Right, best buds. That's right. It's Father's Day, so this installment of <laughs> Meat and Potatoes, we're going to be talking about anime dads. We've got two kind of lists for you. This is a little kind of free form. We're just going to be talking about some of the worst and some of the best dads we I find think in that's anime. What, what makes it unique, right? Yeah. Is like it's like a common trope that like dads suck in anime. Like yeah. there is exactly one father in all of. Pokemon, like yeah. one person, and his dad doesn't even like live at home. He lives in another city as a gym leader. Mm-hmm. Like notoriously, anime dads are bad. But we have a list of good anime dads. We today. do. We are. We do have a list of good anime dads. But we're going to start with the bad ones. Yeah, because they're fun um, to talk about. Yeah, and you know we don't have any of these in any particular order. But we are starting with the worst one on the list, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about Show Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, um, like, it's hard to talk about without, like, spoiling, like, something that happens very early on in the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I basically, the dude, so in Full Metal Alchemist, there's, like, the, the, there are alchemists who are, like, funded by the state, right? So this guy is, like, in a tough spot where the state's gonna rescind his research budget unless he can make a breakthrough. So he decides to use Forbidden Alchemy to fuse his daughter and their dog into a chimera that can speak. Yes. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and it is it is it's terrifying. Brutal. It's like it that like s- moment, sad. like the like kill me moment. Yeah, it is definitely not uh, a fun time in this show. <sighs> Um, it broke the hearts of weebs around the world, and mostly because like the show spends two or three episodes forcing you to open your heart to this little girl who's such a positive influence on Ed and Alphonse, 
and like they you know they're like kind of coming together as like you know close family unit and then they just murder her off in the worst way and it's like oh my god yeah no that one was it is that one is particularly notoriously brutal you know what one that reminded me of that's not on our list what's that throw it in free form anyway what's that um dad like figure the dude from made in abyss the white whistle from the yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that I would say that counts <laughs> a in a way, in the that, worst way. Like that's like that's a show Tucker level dad. Yeah, I think they're probably on the same plane. Yeah, I don't very know. Very similar sort of like using like science and uh, to like yeah basically murder your daughter. If I were pressed to say which was worse, I would say probably show just because like the dude from Made it's, in Abyss was like evil from the jump. Yeah. Whereas this dude, he had a loving family who he killed to further his own research, you know? Yeah, this one, like, had, yeah, in Made in Abyss, he had every intention of, like, murder from the beginning. Yeah. So I guess, like, it makes it more sinister that he had this kind of loving family dynamic that he destroyed for his own research. Yeah, Show Tucker sucks. Really, like, someone that's just easy to hate. Yeah. He's, yeah, that was an easy, like, as soon as we decided to do this list, that was the one we knew was going to be on the list. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what's up next? We have Gendo Akari from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, So for those of you who haven't seen it in a while, uh, just as a refresher, um, Shinji is the main character and uh, Gendo is his father. Um, so he's kind of like the, like the leader of this research organization they work for. Um, and he's not just a bad dad. He's just like a bad person in general. Like he is, he abuses everybody in his path, uh, including, and especially his own son. He's, you know, verbally and physically abusive. He's manipulative, emotionally distant. Like he is the worst person you can probably think of. He abandoned Shinji when he was just a toddler and throughout the duration of their relationship, he's like disinterested in him at best and at worst manipulative and cruel. Yeah. So if you have like Sho Tucker, who's like uses his child as a science experiment, um, Gendo Akari is like more uses his child as like a weapon. Yeah. Like he basically, he, he doesn't, he only views, the only view he's ever had of his child is completely disinterested unless um, there is something Shinji can do to help him yes. out with his own ambitions. It's not kind of like it's it's a different type of dynamic than what we have with Show Tucker because Show is it's more along the lines of like he snapped as opposed to Gendi uh, Gendo who was like who has this son that he just never cared about. You know. Yeah. Um, um, up next we have. Goku from Dragon Ball Z. This was another one when we started <laughs> making this list. Was like, I knew I it was going to be it's, on here. It's like such a meme thing, but it's true. Yeah. Like, he... Like, the real issue with him is that, like, his family is just never number one in yeah. his heart. Yeah. His like, family's always an afterthought. Yes. It is... Like, the most time I think he ever spent with his son was when he was, like, training to fight, like, Cell. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is... You know, he chooses fighting over his family, he chooses training over them, he chooses death over life at mm-hmm. a certain point, like, yeah. over them. And, like, he has, like, the ability to come back to life, and you would expect him to be like, oh, I'm gonna come back to life so I can spend time with my family and, like, be with the people I love. And it's like, no, I'll do that for a martial arts tournament instead. Yeah. You know, like, he's not good, he does not raise his children, um, 
he basically he le- the only time he spends any time with his children is during training. Um, he leaves raising them to others, yeah. which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but also, while we're at it, he's not just a shitty dad. He's also a shitty husband. Um, but that's for another episode. Yes. Or possibly an entirely <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> for sure. Um, also, we have Grisha Yeager from Attack on Titan. Yep. Uh, he managed to raise two mass murdering sons. Like <laughs> Nice work. In terms of like parent report card like solid f yeah dude the dude's he's not like it's bad enough that you abandon your one son but then you raise another son who turns out to be a mass murdering psychopath like and maybe you're the problem yeah uh, he's you know and just like not good at communication yeah yeah real and, real drops the ball on that one and like much like the first two um people the first two dads we had on this list um he basically only ever sees his children as tools for his own ambitions um while he does spend more time raising them than you know uh goku or gendo did um it's really more along the lines of how they can be used to make his vision a reality which is not a great way to 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 raise children, actually. Um, and it's something that a lot of the bad dads on this list have in common, uh, much like the next one on our list, uh, which is Enji Endeavor Todoroki from My Hero Academia. Um, so, like we like the other ones we just talked about, we have an anime dad who views his children as tools uh, for achieving his own ambitions. In this case, he wants to have a child who can inherit both his own fire powers and his wife's ice powers. Um, and this is messed up for a lot of reasons. For one thing, it's kind of implied that his wife isn't entirely on board with this, yeah. especially oh, after the first the, couple it, children. Isn't on board with the eugenics project. Yeah. So, like, that means <laughs> that he's possibly a rapist. Um, and while we're on the topic of his wife, even though Endeavor's actions are the reason why his family falls apart, his wife is the only one who ever suffers any repercussions after her mental break, um, while Endeavor just kind of gets to keep being a hero. Um, and he keep keep neglecting and abusing his children um, after she is sent away to an institution. Um, and, like, he's gotten kind of, like, a mini redemption arc in it the last season. It is interesting that they've, like, devoted time to it. Yeah, but, like, yeah, and I think that's good for the story. And I think they handle it well. But he gets, like, this little, he, this moment where he realizes how fucked up the things he did were. Um, and I think the anime does a good job of showing that that's important, but also not enough. Yeah. You know, the anime doesn't let him off the hook for that. And I think yeah. that's good. I think that's an important way to portray this kind of relationship. And it'll make it so much better when he dies later. I also don't know if that actually happens. <laughs> so if it does and I accidentally spoiled it, just know that's a guess. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> um, up next is uh, Ging Freaks. Uh, Frex. Uh, I think it's Gene Freaks. Gene, I think that's how they Yeah. Gene. That. Gene? Yeah. Uh, is the quintessential absentee father. This dude is one of the most powerful hunters in the world, yet cannot find time uh, to visit his son at any point after abandoning him at age two uh, to be raised by his cousin. In order to finally meet his father, Gon has to become a hunter and go on a dangerous adventure uh, to the point where it basically leaves him completely hospitalized. Um, and also on, like, the national radar of, like, or the, like, worldwide radar of what's going on. Yeah. Um, also, as an aside, uh, Gene probably knew that Gon had been injured in the hospital, but never came to see him. Uh, he's a pretty good example of, uh, how, what a shitty father is. Yeah. I think, like, especially, uh, uh like, 
him and Goku are great examples of like the father where their passion is more important than their family. Yeah. They... Like, and Gon explains it too. He's like, the reason why I want to become a hunter is because it must be something so amazing that my father, it would make my father not want to raise me. Yeah. And I, I think one like, of the that's things... what he thinks. A child thinks that that's so sad. Yeah. I think one of the things that Jean and Goku have in common is that like, maybe they just should not have had families. Like, they they don't seem to want them like yeah like especially Goku like Goku just seems like like oh he has a family okay um, well, Chi Chi also I'm pretty sure like Chi Chi kind of just is like we're together now. yeah exactly um, with Gene like he doesn't they don't ever even talk about like his mother I don't think yeah. they just he just brought him home from an adventure one day gave it to his cousin and was like yeah I can't raise this kid I'm not you know <laughs> I'm out yeah later and it's like okay well you know maybe just don't have a kid um yeah <laughs> wrap your tool yeah for real um but yeah I think that that's that's another important archetype for when we're talking about you know bad anime dads is the absentee dad yeah um and we've got another one coming up in our list and that is bright noah from mobile suit gundam um and Bright was kind of always busy fighting wars for the Federation, and like many military fathers, completely absent from Hathaway's early childhood. Um, those few times when they were together during his adolescence, Hathaway was subjected to the same verbal and physical abuse as Bright's other child soldiers. Uh, oops, I mean crewmates. Um... <laughs> Apparently, we'll be learning more about the relationship between Bright and Hathaway during the second Hathaway's Flash movie. And from what I understand, it's not exactly sunshine and rainbows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, we joke around about, like, the Bright slap, you know? Um, but uh, that is child abuse, actually, so something to keep in mind. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, yep, terrible dad. Um, so I kind of like threw this one on the list. I don't actually remember their name, yeah. but, uh, Momoji's dad from Fruits Basket. Now, like at first you might think Momoji's mom is terrible because basically Momoji is one of the like 12, uh, like animal spirits, uh, of this family. And whenever someone of the opposite gender hugs them, they turn into their, uh, Zodiac symbol, which right. is, uh, rabbit and his case um so the mom basically has a total mental breakdown about this like mm -hmm. total disassociation like postpartum like can't even like look at it is disgusted by the sun like sort of deal um eventually like the father agrees to have uh her memory wiped so that, like, she won't be as, like, distraught, basically completely, like, forgetting that she has a child. But the father still knows, yeah. right? Like, the father is aware that he has this child and just, like, completely ignores him and chooses his wife and this, like, other kid over um, their son because it's difficult and complicated to deal with yeah. this situation, which is... Being aware and making that decision just yeah, makes like, them a terrible parent. Like, like, what a oh, drag, this, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's going to be tough to raise this kid. Better fucking just run away. Yup. Yeah, pain in the ass. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like a good dad. Bad dad. 
Yep. Uh, and then uh, another last minute at the buzzer one was uh, Masachika uh, Koda. Koda, yeah. Koda from March Comes in Like a Lion. Do you remember that? I like kind of forgot about this character, but uh, do you remember who I'm talking about? Yeah, he's about? The, the dad who adopts. Um, what yeah. asshole that dude he's is. He's so bad. Okay, so first of all, here's the, the biggest thing about him that's <laughs> shitty. Um, he knows that his daughter is abusing his adopted son, possibly sexually. Oh, yeah. And doesn't do anything about it. No, not um, at all. Just lets it happen. Only cares about his the son that he's adopted insofar as he's good at playing shogi. Yeah, and um, basically does not care about his children because yeah. they ended up not being good at shogi. Yeah, like, basically he lets his daughter just, like, run around and just, like, be, like, shitty. Um, uh, and it, which she's doing for attention because she's you know yeah, she's, but got she's a, like she, underage and having relationships with like older men like yeah. all just to like be like dad notice me and yeah. he's just like don't, don't play shogi I don't care yeah it, it, it's it's really messed up um, he's a bad bad dad yeah bad dad. again this is another this is another example of fathers who want to use their children as tools you yeah. know. Um, and it's it's another kind of dimension of that, which is like, okay, if you're not useful to me as a tool, then I don't care about you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, bad uh, bad anime dads. There's a lot of bad anime dads. Um, we just kind of put together a little list, but, like, we could go on for days yeah. because it's such a... It's, it's such a, a trope. A common trope in anime. And I feel like the reason why is just because, like, that in fiction in general, like, we always, you always joke about in D&D... It's like, oh, where's your... How many D&D characters that have loving parents, you know? Mm. Um, and that's because it kind of it kind of makes for a dramatic story element or background. Um, but I think, you know, there there are there are plenty of, of shows where the fathers can be positive influences. The, fa- the parents in general, but also the fathers. We're talking about because Father's Day. Um, and so we also have a list of good anime dads that we wanted to leave you with. Uh, That's at the right, end of they this exist. They do exist. And um, you know what? Some of them are pretty good. The first one I want to talk about, this was, again, um, when we decided to do a list of good anime dads. I knew I wanted to include this one. And as an aside, you'll notice that a lot of the dads on this list are not biological fathers. And I think that happens pretty commonly in anime where the good father figure is not actually their father. Um, just because, again, it leaves room open for some dramatic tension. Uh, in their familiar relationships. But this first one on the list is Yami from Black Clover. Um, Yami is the squad captain of the Black Bulls, which is the the Magic Knight squad that our main character is in. Um, he's kind of like a rough and tumble like dude um, who's like, he's rude and he yells and he's crass, but like he also um, serves as like a father figure and a positive influence for most of the members of his squad. Like he's always... You know, giving them room to grow and allowing them to surpass their limits and encouraging them to, you know, to not only to to uh, to achieve things, but also encouraging them to fail. And, you know, he will be there to to kind of help them when they fail and keep them from like, you know, from keep the worst from happening. Um, so he's kind of he's he's this kind of father figure that I liken to Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. The like I may I not mean, be your yeah. father, boy, but I'm your daddy. Like yeah. that, he's that kind of figure. Okay, yeah, he's really great. That, I, that counts for Dad's Day. Yeah, I think that counts for Father's Day, especially because like when you consider that you know in this story particularly, we don't ever know, or at least as far as I know, I haven't finished watching the show yet, so maybe we do find out. Um, but for you know most of the anime and you know a manga too. I'm assuming we don't know who Asta's father is. 
So like his he has a couple father figures. We're gonna talk about another one later, but like this one, Yami is like I feel like the primary father figure of his like most explosive period of growth as a person. Alright. Yeah. Um up next we have a, a good a good father figure of a different kind of caliber. We have Akisada Izumi from Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie. Um he is the biological father of Izumi. Um and he's just like a really positive dude. Like he's like really, really happy. He's always encouraging his son, who is like, his son has you know I- Izumi. He's this kid who's just chronically clumsy. He has bad luck. All of the worst things in the world always happen to him. Like, um, you know, he'll trip and fall on the only loose brick in the sidewalk, or like things will fall off ledges and hit him on the way down, or like a tree will, a tree branch will crash and out of nowhere. So like he's always doing his best to kind of keep his son. Um, upbeat and happy and also he's a solid wingman so he's on one of the episodes he's taking um, Shikimori out to the fireworks festival and he kind of takes Izumi aside and he's like listen like I got this spot it's a really good spot it's like in the middle of nowhere no one ever goes there like you know take you know take her up there it's the best place to see the fireworks I'm like yo that is a solid mm-hmm. dad move you know mm-hmm. uh, and it's funny too because he ends up also going there with his wife uh, and I just wanted to also give a shout out uh, nice uh, to this hot mom so nice work Akisada nice dude dude scored a hot uh, hot wife yeah. um up next we have uh Joichiro Joichiro oh, Joichiro Joichiro Yukihira from Food Wars who uh you're like iffy on I think yeah. but I'm, I am all about that I okay so I'm I'm not if, like he's definitely a good dad but there are some elements of like okay like maybe you know, maybe he's going about certain things in ways that are not exactly healthy. So here's where I disagree with you okay. on that. I think that because he he does have the makings of like the absentee father who like goes about his passion because he like goes out and cooks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I firmly believe the only reason he does that is to push Yukihira, his son, mm-hmm. uh, out of his comfort zone, right? To shut down the shop that. He's been running and make him go to uh, the school. Right. Um, so, I, I like, I think that the only way he was going to get him to do that was by, you know, kind of abandoning him and forcing his hand that way. I guess. I just, I feel like it's probably never a good idea to abandon your child, no matter what the circumstances. Yeah, but you know there what? Probably... He comes back and fights fascism with him. He does. I, I feel like maybe there are ways you can push your son to leave their comfort zone and pursue culinary arts without all, disappearing it from it all them. works out perfectly um, well for him i'm not i'm not going to say he doesn't <laughs> belong in this list but he i think he should have a big old asterisk next to his and, name and he communicates with him like he has a phone and this they is true. like talk it's not like he completely disappears but like you but know but he also like firmly supports his son's passion that's true yeah i think that's why i think it's it's a it's an entry on this list but it's complicated you know <laughs> yeah i think he is not a like in the traditional sense a good dad but but like I think in the way that he supports his son and the relationship he has with his son is like a very positive one. Yeah. Like Father son relationship. Yeah. Um, much like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Green Daddy. Uh, who is actually a much better father to Gohan than Goku is. Yeah. Um I don't I, mean, I never watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z, but this part I do know and I do remember. Yeah. I mean, like, he even as like 
Gohan, like, grows up, like, he still, like, talks to Piccolo and views him, I, I think, in sometimes more of a father than his own father. Yeah. Um, and, like, Piccolo definitely grows to love him, and it is, it, it's interesting, too, because, like, he's an alien alone on this world spends almost all of his time alone. Yeah. Right. Like he's not good at interfacing with people. And there's kind of this growth where Gohan goes from, especially in the like Saiyan arc from this like small, you know, helpless child to a fighter. And Piccolo goes from kind of notoriously, like, one of the biggest villains in all of Dragon Ball mm -hmm. to a father. Yep. So it, it's a very interesting character growth. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, he's got another, he's another one of these Yandu yeah. <laughs> father figures like Yami from Black Clover. Um, definitely tough love, but, like, you can tell that, like, you know, he, he definitely cares about Gohan's development, and, you know, even though he's not... The best at showing it, he does, you know, he, he is a good father figure for him. Yeah. Um, up next, we have Maze Hughes from Full Metal Alchemist. Um, this guy is the polar opposite of Show Tucker, but the reason why I thought it was important... I love Maze Hughes. Yeah. I re the reason why I thought it was important to have him on this list is because he actually serves as a really good contrast to uh, Bright Noah. Um, so, like, even though Maze is in the military, he always makes time for his daughter. So, like, yeah. the, the way, the way, like, military fathers are kind of portrayed in media in general is always that they're never home, they're bad fathers. And while this is the case a lot of the time, I appreciate having a character who shows that it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. You know? Um, Maze loves his daughter. He's a very dedicated family man. He keeps his work at work. You know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't bring his work home he with him. Not, he does not keep uh, his home at home, though. Yes, he does not he keep his show home at home. show everyone a picture of his daughter. Yeah, I think he's, that's a really cute dynamic. I think as a father, Maze Hughes, A+, plus, um, that's what you want out of, like, a like a military dad figure. Yes. I firmly disagree with this one. <laughs> I, I put him on the list. Okay, so this next one we have on the list is All Might from My Hero Academia. And I didn't put him on the list because I think he belongs here, but I put him on the list because I took a peek at some other like compilations of anime, good anime dads on the internet and sure. on Reddit and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he's always here, and I don't think he belongs here. Okay, good. I'm glad because I, I think All Might is horrible yeah i don't think he's i don't think he's a good father figure. he's terrible at communication like there are times like multiple times where he's like you know i should have you just got brutally attacked by this person and i, I should have told you this thing from my past so yeah. you would have understood better mm -hmm. right like he doesn't do well at training midoriya right no like he's just like he's like clean up this beach all right you're like maybe strong enough and won't die now and then after that he's like you know, everything was easy for me, so I don't know why hmm. you're having so much trouble with all this. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think never helpful. <laughs> I don't think All Might is a positive father figure. I don't even think he's a very good teacher figure. No, I think Eraserhead is probably the best teacher figure Absolutely. that you have. Not a father figure. He's definitely not a father figure. No. Um, but he's probably the most the best uh, male role model figure that he has in this show. Yeah. Um, Except for maybe the principal. I guess the principal is a sub, but he's not around much. Yeah. Um, and the, like, rock guy is, like, not, like, physical rock. Like, yeah. music yeah, rock yeah. guy. Um, 
he's not fine. But yeah, I, I don't think I don't think All Might goes on the list of bad anime dads because he's not actually Midoriya's dad. Even anyway. Gran Torino is a better yeah anime dad. I, I think Gran Torino is like a good anime granddad. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But like I, I just I, I wanted to put this on the list. He's Gran Torino's on the list as a good anime granddad. Yeah, happy happy grandfather's day. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to put this on the list because I see it everywhere. Anytime it's we're talking about good anime dads, somebody says All Might, and I don't think. That doesn't that doesn't cut it, you know. Even even uh uh, uh I want to say Bakugan, Bakugan, <laughs> Bakugo, Bakugo. Um, his dad is better. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are there are so many better you know choices. I don't think All Might belongs on this list, but it's here so that we can ba- debate it and discuss it. Yeah. Um, another one that's not up for discussion, however, is Byakuya Ishigami from Doctor Stone. This dude... He's the real one. He's the real one. Um, He basically, you know, without giving away too much of the story, he believes in his son so hard that he leaves behind the seeds of a new generation of people that are, you know, specifically because he believes that his son will overcome, you know, the challenges ahead of him and become their, like, kind of leader. Um, And, like, you know, he's... Always going out of his way for his child. Uh, I remember at one point he he takes on like an extra job so that he can afford to buy a science uh, like experiment kit for um, he for his an son. Astronaut for his son. Yeah, he becomes an astronaut for his son. Like the dude, he never stops doing things for you know his son and to like leave a better future behind for yeah. his children. He um, may be one of my favorite people on this list, to be honest. Yeah, he's really good. I I think as an anime dad, you he would be hard pressed to do much better um, than Byakuya Ishigami from Doctor Stone. Um, the next one we have on this list is a little com- more complex because um, you know he is more like he's supposed to be more of a teacher figure. For Naruto, um, but he ends up being, I think, a, a solid father figure, and that is Umino Iruka yeah. from Naruto. That's Iruka Sensei. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I th- would also throw Jiraiya as a good granddad. Yeah, Jiraiya definitely granddad. Um, I, I saw a lot of people out there put Kakashi. I disagree with that. I don't think Kakashi is a father figure for Naruto in, in any sense. Um, I yeah, think he's like he's like more more teacher. of a mentor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think uh, Iruka. I mean, the and way also he... Kakashi's more like for uh what's his face sasuke yeah for sasuke i think uh iruka sensei the one of the things that makes him a really good father figure is that he doesn't he doesn't take naruto for anything less than he is at face value so whatever naruto is you know trying to do or achieve at that moment he doesn't sugarcoat things he's not going to tell him like oh yeah you'll become the next hokage he tells him like listen if you want to become the next hokage you're gonna have to work hard you're gonna have to you know take things seriously he the thing that's really great about him is he's the first person to ever believe in naruto exactly yeah and like i i don't i don't think naruto would have succeeded like i think he would have you know made like made too much trouble for himself if yeah. Iruka sensei had not like been there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also it's important that he feeds Naruto. Takes yeah. him out to eat all the no, time. No, yeah, because that boy would die of malnutrition. Yeah, this it's really weird how they would leave a child in the village to just kind of <laughs> yeah, and, and like not be well taken care of, especially since like a you know has the nine tailed fox inside of him. And yeah. B 
Uh, it's like the son of like the Hokage. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of weird the way the rest of the village treats him, but that's a, for a different episode. Um, but I think you know <laughs> Umino Iruka definitely belongs on you this list. Do a Naruto episode. We we will at some point, I imagine. Um, but we won't do a Boruto episode, even though Kanabun is doing their theme song this uh, next oh, season. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll listen to it at least. Yeah, they can have a good theme song. Um, you have Puck from ReZero, which I have someone else from ReZero, so I'm curious why you have Puck on here. Well, I think I put Puck on here as a father figure for Amelia. Yeah. And Amelia, he definitely, he does actively talk about Amelia as his daughter. Yes. Um, and I feel like the reason why Puck belongs in this list is because he is always in her corner. Even when he has to, like, go away, he does it He's for like her best interest. Father. Yeah, Puck is, he, he He raises her, he's her, you know, he's her friend and positive role model when she doesn't really have anyone else. Um, he always believes in her, you know, even when people, you know, think what she's trying to do is impossible or laughable. He's always, you know, he always believes that she can do it. Um, and I think that's why Puck definitely belongs as in a good, as a good anime dad. Uh, figure, but I do agree with your with 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 what you have down for ReZero. Yeah, so I put uh, Natsuki uh, Kenichi, yeah. who is the main character's father. Yeah, who uh, in the second season we get a really great flashback as he's kind of going through this trial uh, to a conversation he had with his father, mm-hmm. and you just you see what kind of father he is. And it's one who actively engages with his child, right? Who has a direct line of communication and, like, is real with them. And, you know, one thing dads are notoriously bad at is talking with their sons. No way! Yeah. Um... I'm I'm sure a lot of listeners out there have, have similar experiences to that. So, this is... This is a dad who listens to his son and, you know, supports him in the ways that he needs to be supported. Yeah. And that's super important. And it's a really nice example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and last up, I have a bit of an honorable mention uh, for the good dads list. And that is Orso Orfi from Black Clover. Um, I didn't want to put two main entries, so I chose Yami as the actual entry. But I also wanted to talk about Orso a little bit. Um, Black Clover is kind of interesting in shonen anime for an abundance of positive male figures, um, although they're all non-biological for the most part. Um, and Orso is kind of the priest who raises, um, Asta and, uh, Yuno from when they're abandoned on his, like, church's doorstep as orphans, as children. Um, and he kind of, the reason why I I listed him here is because he's always... He's kind of just like a lovable goofball, but also like he's very serious about like making sure that these kids that he's raising have places in the world um, for themselves to kind of succeed. And even though he doesn't believe at first that Asta can can join um, the Magic Knights because he's like, oh, you don't have any magic. Of course you can't join the Magic Knights, which seems like a reasonable conclusion. And like at first it kind of seems like he's being mean, but we later find out that it's because he's just really worried about Asta and he doesn't want him to like get hurt. And he thinks like, okay, if you join the Magic Knights with no magic, you're going to die, which yeah. seems like a reasonable conclusion. That's fair. Um, but yeah, Not he's... Not want al- someone to die. He's always, yeah, he's always in their corner. Like he's always 
you know, whenever they whenever they write home, he's always super excited. He makes all the other kids read the letters to him. Um, he's just like a really loving dude. Uh, I almost put the Wizard King on this shout out for an honorable mention, but I decided on him uh, I, because I I think the Wizard King's um, vibes and general interactions with other characters make him seem more like kind of like an uncle or an older brother, mm-hmm. but still a positive you know male figure in the show, which I think is good. Yeah, I you know thinking about it too, just in terms of like family dynamics, like older like brothers, especially in shonen, are like its whole own. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we we might not we might have to have an Onisan episode someday. Yep. And we get to talk about it, Itachi. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and the have you seen? So okay, quick side tangent. Have you seen all the memes about the Chinese censorship of blood, where they censor yes. the blood? White? Yes. Oh Have you God. seen the Itachi one? No. Oh, it's like with him, like with blood dripping out oh, of his no. mouth. <laughs> it's hilarious. China just it's so bad. Just stop. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, I think with that we've uh, we've rounded out our list of the best anime dads we could think of. Um, let us know what you thought. Did you did we miss anybody? Do you disagree with anything? What's the worst anime dad you can think of, and why is it Show Tucker? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at the at bestboys underscore pod, or send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail and let us know what you think. Uh yeah. I my only ending thought about this is. Even though we talked about a father who performed science experiments and gene spliced a, his daughter into an animal to the point where she just wanted to die, still not as dirty as we did moms on our Mother's Day episode. This is true. This <laughs> is true. Do you love your mother and her multi-target attacks? To be fair, it didn't start that way, but that's how it ended. Um, right. But with that being said, happy Father's Day, best buds. <laughs> happy Father's Day, best buds. Bye. Bye. Bye.